0: From a bomb bank. I don't know if you all know about her, but anyway, she had a column, and in this column, she said, she told God, in the act of creating mothers, this is what she said about God, she said that on the day God created mothers, he had already worked long overtime, and an angel said to him, Lord, you sure are spending a lot of time on this one. So the Lord then turned around and said, have you read the specs for, on this model? She is supposed to be completely washable, but not plastic. She is to have uh, uh, 180 moving parts, all of them replaceable. She is to have a kiss that will heal everything from broken legs uh, to a broken heart. And uh, so this is what God had to say about mothers. She is to have a lap (laughs) that will disappear whenever she stands up she is to be able to function on black coffee and leftovers and she is supposed to have six pairs of hands six pairs of hands said the angel that's impossible it is not the six pair of hands that bothers me said the lord it's the three pairs of eyes She is supposed to have one pair that sees through closed doors <laughs> so that whenever she says, what are you kids doing in there? She already knows that they're doing what they're doing in there. So we need to understand that God prepared us for all of this stuff. And I'm laughing and it may sound funny, but it's true. And, you know, my mother, I used to wonder about her because she wouldn't even turn around to look when we were doing something wrong. She just said, okay, that's enough of that. And I'm going to figure out, uh, does this woman have eyes in the back of her head? Because she never looked around. She just knew we were into something that we shouldn't begin to. And of course, we all have that, what we call intuition about our kids. And we have it while they're young, but we have it when they're adults. God gives us that intuition that lets us know when there's a problem with our kids. When they're in danger, God has gotten me up to pray for my kid, one of my kids, and then later on I found out they were in danger. That has even happened to me with my nieces and nephews, my nephew Charles especially. I had one night just woke up praying for him, and I later on found out that he was in a dangerous, he had been in an accident, but uh, a very dangerous situation. So we have to understand that uh, we have this uh, gift that God has given us as mothers that we, we, this happens to us. And so we just want to, this morning, let you know that God uh, has given us mothers. He has given us mothers. And the model for us, the model mother for us was, is and was uh, uh, the mother of Jesus Mary. She uh, was a a woman who uh, uh, allowed God to use her. And he allowed, uh, she allowed herself to be put in a dangerous position. She allowed herself to be used as the carrier, as the one that would carry the holy child, as the one that would uh, carry the uh, Jesus Christ, the son of God, and birth him out of her own body. She is the one that was a virgin and was engaged to a man named Joseph. And she allowed herself To be put in the position of appearing to have uh, been uh, disloyal uh, uh, to what we call cheating or cheating on Joseph and getting herself pregnant. He knew that she was uh, not pregnant by him, he knew he had not had any uh, sexual contact with her. And so when the angel came to him in the middle of the night, He was ready to put her aside. He was ready to tell her he was not going to marry her, even though they were engaged. But the angel came to him in the middle of the night. That angel came to him a couple of times about Jesus. But the first time he came, he came to let him know that Mary had been impregnated by the Holy Spirit and that no man had caused her to conceive the child. But this was a holy child. This was God's doing. And so what he wanted Joseph to know is that she had not been unfaithful to him. She had been faithful and that she had uh, was being used of God to give birth to his child. And so, you see, we, we, we look at her and uh, we, don't, we don't understand that in those days when a woman became pregnant, husband the law had was an in effect the mosaic law said she should be stoned to death so you see she really took a, a on a on a task that could have been very dangerous to her but of course god was in it and god was taking care of her so we have to understand that uh Mothers oftentimes put their lives on the line for these uh, children that uh, uh, that we give birth to and that we bear along with, and uh, of course it's a learning experience. So sometimes we uh, don't do the best job that we can, or that we wish we could, because of the. Back to the matter that uh, we uh, are doing this and I always say that the, the first child is a, a, a experiment when you give birth to that first child and now they have parenting classes for young women but in my day the only uh, a class that we had we watched our mothers and our grandmothers and Aunt Susie and whoever else had kids, we imitated their parenting. And so we really just, it's an experiment. That first child, poor kid is an experiment in most cases. But we want you to know that God is with us and God is uh, always there to help us and some of us, weren't living for the Lord the whole time we were raising our children. So what happened was is that God protected those children from our ignorance and the fact that we uh, we weren't uh, close to him, we weren't doing what he called us to do or knowing him the way we should have known him. So that's what this angel is talking about with Eve, because, you know, Eve fell from grace. She fell from grace, and she gave birth. Uh, she was the first woman to ever give birth to a child. And the reason uh, she, we have pain, we have pain with childbirth today is because she fell from grace. That's what happened. She allowed the serpent to lie to her. And as a result, God said, as a part of her punishment, that she would bear children, but she would have pain. And certainly, ladies, you can testify with me today that it is painful. And even though now they give you drugs to help you, it's still. But it's a miracle. Childbirth is a miracle. So we need to understand that. So what we want to talk about for a few minutes is uh, the mother of Zebedee's sons. We want to talk about her because she, like all of us, when she, you know, when Jesus was in his ministry and her sons were a part of his ministry, she wanted them to be first. Now we always want our kids to be first. We want them to be first. We want them to get the good stuff. We want them to be known by people in high positions. We like all of that. And that's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But uh, we need to understand that God uh, has a plan for each one of us. And maybe the plan that God has for us is not what Mama plans for us. And then we have Satan who tries to get involved in that and stop whatever God's plan is for us. So we we'll never have been delayed in what God planned for us because the enemy got involved. And he interfered, so we had to wait uh, or God's timing was delayed you see many times uh, 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 god's timing is delayed with us and i know in my own life he certainly was delayed because the devil got my ear and he kept my ear as long as he could so that happens to us but god's timing is still always right god's timing is right and so we thank god for that and you know so I'm telling you about Zebedee, uh, a mother, and she asked Jesus. She said to Jesus that she wanted uh, her sons uh, to sit at his right, and she uh, wanted one on the right hand and one on the left hand in your kingdom. In other words, she was telling Jesus she wanted her boys to help him run stuff. Well, Jesus had to let her know that that was not acceptable. So Jesus said to her, you don't know what you are asking. Can you drink the cup? that I'm going to drink, saying to those men, can they drink the cup that he was going to drink? Because she, she wanted them to be important. She wanted them to sit on the, the right hand and the, the God. But she didn't know what Jesus was going to go through. She didn't know what he was going to go through. Had she known, she certainly wouldn't have wanted her sons involved. And so you see, we oftentimes have plans for our children and those plans that we have are not the plans that god has for us but we know in the book of jeremiah god says to us the plans that i have for you are not for harm but for good he has plans for us for good and many times It takes a while for us to get in line so that he can fulfill those plans. And, you know, right now, I see that so clearly in my own life, you know, because we just got the book published and uh, it's out there for people to be able to purchase. But, you know, the information in that book took some time. You know, God probably planned for me to start earlier in the ministry, but it wasn't time because I wasn't ready. God probably planned that I would not uh, experience some of the things that I experienced, but it wasn't time. And so, you know, our mothers do everything they can to lead us in the right direction. They do everything they can to keep us safe. That's what mothers do. And so when we look at this mother, we shake our head because she, <clears throat> she just blatantly told Jesus what she wanted to happen. She told him she wanted her boys to sit on his right and sit on his left. But you see, she didn't know what she was asking for. Because had they uh, been where she wanted them to be, the same thing that happened to Jesus might have happened to them. And that's why he told her you don't know what you're asking. You have no idea what you're asking because if you did, you would not be asking for that. You see, many times we ask God for things and we have no clue what we're asking for. We have no clue what that means. And so when God honors our requests, we start whining and crying because you think you're a just... God just gonna open up the heavens for you and just give you anything you want and it don't cost nothing. But the scripture tells us, uh, and I believe it's the Gospel of John where it says that you have to pay the costs. You have to pay the cost. There's a cost to everything. And so when we see people in these high places doing what God called them, He said, ooh, I want to be like Joel Osteen. I want to have a ministry like him. I want to be like this one. But you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what it costs them to be where they are. You don't know what it's costing them. You know, I was in a mega church. Uh, My pastor was uh, uh, Dr. Dick Brunell, And uh, he started out in the YMCA. In Cupertino, that's where God sent me when he sent me to that ministry. Well, God's plan was to send me to that ministry so that he could get me in a place where then he could eventually move me to Tulsa, Oklahoma, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, where then he would have me trained in the frame of Bible training college, and then he had a plan for me. To come back here and do the work that I do, you see. And so he had to get me in those places. Well, Dick Bernal was a part, he's a part of my story because he was the pastor that God sent me to here in California so that I could learn about Wink, so I could know about all of these Bible teachers, so that I could sit under his teaching and be a part of his ministry as an altar counselor. So God's plan for us is always for good and not for harm, but that doesn't mean you're not going to have any trouble. So I guess I'm ending up this sermon by saying to you that, you know what, uh, mothers, I need to say to you and I've had to say to myself over and over again, God's plan for our children supersedes any plans we have had my mother had her way i would have been a nun she said that she thought that was a beautiful ministry and that she wished that i would consider to be a nun well god didn't intend for me to be a nun but he certainly had another plan similar to that because i am in ministry but it didn't happen overnight it was after a series of experiences and years of life that then he was able to move me into where i am today you see but she my mother did hurt the part that she knew about because she made sure that i learned about prayer she made sure that i knew about the bible and then i had such a desire in my heart such a hunger for god That, you know, I I would cry when she would tell me I couldn't go to church on Sunday morning because I was sick when I was a girl. I suffered a lot with tonsillitis. And in those days, because of polio, they didn't allow us uh, to have surgeries during the summer because of polio. So every summer when I get tonsillitis, the doctor, my mother, our family doctor would say, well, Mary, when it's, when it's, when summer is over, we'll take those tonsils out. Guess what, y'all? I still have the tonsils. I still have them after all these years. And, uh, but what I'm saying is, is that she did what she knew to do to help me spiritually. And it caught on. And God just grabbed my heart. And so at 10 years old, I was baptized in water, you know. But then I had some growing to do. You see, that's the thing. We see people and we say, oh, my God. You know, I just don't know what's going to happen to them. Well, God has a plan. Sometimes we veer off the path, but he will always bring us back. So mothers, I say to you, those that are raising children. Now, I've been fortunate enough to raise uh, three adult children. There are two of them living. Uh, I've been involved with my grandchildren and their lives, all of their lives, and some. And they are adults now. And then I have these little great grands, and I haven't had the opportunity to do as much with them. But I understand that great grandmas you know, they usually aren't doing the child-rearing thing, but we can certainly pray for our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren, and certainly encourage their mothers and their fathers to put them in a place where they're being educated spiritually, as well as uh, their uh, you know, education, uh, that academic education, you see, because uh, we need to let them know that there is a God and that he, they need to get to know God. You know, the other day, I served on the board of Service League of Santa Taylor County, and we had our annual, what we used to call prayer breakfast. But because of COVID, last year, we had a Zoom prayer brunch. And this this year, we had uh, an actual uh, where we came together in the park, so it's plenty of fresh air. There. Came together in a private park, and we had uh, a, like a lunch, and so we had box lunches, and we had people to pray from different uh, uh, faith traditions. Different uh, groups came, and they prayed. They had someone pray for those groups, and uh, Karen, who is our uh, executive director asked me if I would not only do what I do every time we have that event. Uh, I have opened it up with prayer, but she asked me, and blessed the food, but she asked me to have words, because we hadn't been together for so long because of COVID, and uh, we're an older group, I really chuckled to myself as I looked at the volunteers, you know, most of us, Uh, are way past 50. It's amazing. And we're still trying to help people who are incarcerated and formerly incarcerated because Service League does have a drug treatment program. It's called Hope House. So anyway, long story short, you know, as I got up before the people, I had tried to, you know, plan what I was going to say before I got there. But, you know, one thing about God, the Holy Spirit is the teacher. And the Holy Spirit can have you teach others while he's teaching you. So, you know, I walked up there by faith knowing that, you know, technically I wasn't sure what all I was going to say. But God was going to use me to encourage. That's what she wanted me to do. To encourage those that are volunteers, those that are donors to service leave because we haven't been able to get together, because we don't see each other in the halls of the jail anymore, because we don't have our religious services meeting anymore. I'm the chair of the religious services committee, and I've been really acting uh, in the place of our uh, religious services coordinator because he tried to retire for a year. We tried to hire somebody several times, and it didn't work out. And so there's a young woman there at Service League, Anna. She's the jail coordinator. She's the liaison to the jails. And she and I work together. And I've been doing pastoral one-on-ones on uh, on Zoom. And it's working. And I'm getting requests. As soon as people found out the inmates, especially the men, they found out I was doing one-on-ones from each other. They started asking, could they have one? You see, because they're used to seeing us come into the jail, but we can't do it right now. So Zoom is the best answer. And then I saw all of the the leaders from the different uh, ministries that serve as volunteers in the jail at this picnic. And they're saying to me, well, Reverend Mary, when are we going to have a meeting? When are we going to have a meeting? So it was just really interesting. But what I said to them, and I'm closing, I'm closing, y'all. I'm trying to close. (laughs) It may not be the Mother's Day message that you expected, but this is the Holy Ghost, so we're going with it. Because, you know, some of us, I want to say this, you know, I am a mother to many. Do you understand? You don't understand. But let me just tell you, my son, Eric, was a heroin addict. And when he got in recovery, he got in recovery while I was in Bible college, and he got in recovery. So when I came back to California when God sent me back here, he was clean and sober, and he was working with some people he, he does he did NANAAN. He was working with some people that I knew <laughs> uh, when uh, they weren't addicts, uh, you know, and they were mentoring him. Because they knew they they were mentoring him. And so long story short, when uh, Eric passed away, well then I became the godmother to a program called Free at Last. And I have been with them for, uh, oh Lord, it's almost 30 years. I think we celebrated 25 years a couple of years ago. And, uh, And so I have to call myself the godmother. But I also went, as well as being trained as a a minister and being ordained as a minister, I trained as a chaplain at the City of Faith, which was Oral Roberts, uh, the hospital that was there on the Oral Roberts University campus. And then when I came, uh, before I came back to California, I, I was led to uh, this church, the last church that I attended in, in uh, Tulsa before I came back home, was Victory Christian Center, and they had uh, a prison ministry. So I was led to get involved in that, and I was going in the penitentiary there uh, outside of Tulsa, uh, McAllister, it in McAllister, Oklahoma, which is just down the road from Tulsa. And so God prepared me for everything that he wanted me to do when I came back here to California. So after Eric's death, uh, these people at uh, this program called Free of Mass adopted me. I became the godmother. And so uh, what happened after the... A gathering for service league is that I had an opportunity to see one of my sons in the ministry who is not actively preaching, but he is uh, a music minister, and uh, he has a really wonderful voice. And then another young man that <laughs> used to uh, be in a group uh, with with the uh, master, my. my uh, One of my sons in the ministry, Chuck Norman, he passed away, well, he used to play the the congo drums for him, and uh, he was there, and then another reverend who used to be with one of my friends, pastor friends in San Jose, Reverend Tony Williams, one of his ministers was there, and so they greeted me, and they were excited to hear that I was (laughs) still doing the work in the jail, and Uh, We had a good time of uh, of celebration. They did the praise and worship and it was just wonderful. But what I'm trying to say to you, and I'm going to make it quick, is that a lot of those folks that are in drug and have alcohol recovery see me as a mother figure. And one time they just mothered me so until I'd see people that I didn't even know personally. They had seen me somewhere, and they'd be in a store, and they oh, hello, Mother Fraser. And people were turning around a because these people were of all ethnic groups. It wasn't just one group. So they're trying to see this woman they're calling Mother. And I finally had to say, you know what, y'all? I'm an organ minister, and I'm going to now ask you all to call me. After a reverend uh, instead of mother but some of them insisted that I was going to be their mother so one who plays the Congo drums he was with this group here at our uh, celebration and uh, he came afterwards and uh, just laid his head on my back as I was walking away and he said pray for me well he has lived for years and Years. He's one of those icons that have been infected with HIV from his drug use. <laughs> for probably, he's probably going on 30 years infected and he's still walking around. Well, some of that happens because of the medications now that they have it all. but uh, he just wanted me to pray for him. So we just stood there and prayed for him and, uh, Told him how happy I was to see him. You know, and I could go on and on with this story, but if you want to hear some more about me, you can read my book. I'm not doing a commercial, but I'm telling you, God has blessed me richly to be able to have people in my life that just made a difference. In how I see things, how God has opened my eyes to have uh, compassion for people and to know that everybody is not perfect, neither am I, and that I need to do what God does and accept them where they are. God accepts us where we are and then takes us and molds us and shapes us and causes us to become what he intended us to be and that's what's happened in my life and of course i have preachers coming out of this uh i don't want to tell reverend robeson's testimony this morning but certainly he is one that has i've seen god take him in just mold him and shape him and grow him into a wonderful bible teacher and i just thank god for that so with that i'm going to close because it's time for us to close and i just love you all dearly those that you that are with us this morning and those who may hear this message of Reverend's taping this morning but whatever the case I want to say to the mothers, happy Mother's Day. I want to say to those men that have been mothers to their children, happy Mother's Day. I want to say that I want y'all to have a blessed day and just enjoy your day. And thank God for the opportunity to mold and shape the lives of those little ones that you have contact with, as well as the grown-up ones, because many of them have the age but they don't have the maturity. All right,
1: Reverend, I'm going to stop right now, and you can have words if you want, and let's dismiss. Amen, amen. Thank you for uh, uh, that Mother's Day story. You know, uh, we've already heard the word, but real quickly, uh, for those who know me, I would always say I never had a mother because uh, I grew up with my uncle, who uh, adopted me. His his wife was my real mother, sister, whoever my real mother was. I would always say I never had a mother, but I was always wrong. God gave me many mothers. God works in these different ways that are just so amazing. You know, and real quick, I'm just going to tell one story. See, Sabrina's mother on Mother's Day 1993 see she don't remember the day but I can never forget it on Mother's Day came to a kitchenette and say I'm taking my daughter and I'm taking my granddaughter out of here Because I wasn't no good for nobody at that time So God let her see that but what she never knew is that same day I walked down the street and I ran into a magazine crew and I wound up traveling all across the United States and wound up in East Palo Alto, California, at the end of the travel, where I met mother, pastor, doctor, and now we give her another title, author, Mary Fraser. <laughs> so God works in these ways. There's no way in the world Miss Hale would have knew that by her coming on that day and getting up, but God knew, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. God uses many other, so men who think they don't have a father, I need you, I'm a mother, I need you to think. I need you to think who the women that God has put in your path to direct you knowingly and unknowingly. Knowingly, because she had no way of knowing that I would walk down the street that day and that day it just happened to be that. God had plans that, that nobody knew. But anyway, my point is, She he used her he used her to have me to where I am right now today So god has used many women in my life Then he brought me to california and the same thing happened and i'm old now But he's still placing these women in my life I could have went to any church under any pastor any man there is but he told me where to go And when I wanted to get up and go he said no No this is where you need to be under my Ma- uh, under mother, Pastor Mary Frazier an author. I-, I can't forget that one. I got to get used to the author one, because now you are a author. <laughs> but, you know, God bless, you know, uh, uh, you know, like I say, I never had a mother because I had many mothers that God has blessed me with. So thank you, mothers. Thank you, uh, uh, Sister Monisa, because we know what you do. You may not have physically had a mother. Can I tell a quick story, Pastor? Real quick. Yes. So, Joel Osteen's sister always wanted, uh, I'm a big Joel Osteen fan. His sister, uh, which is a pastor as well, always wanted children. And they kept believing in children. Her husband is a twin. And they kept saying, we're going to have twins, even though the doctor said they would never, ever have children. What God did was had someone call her and say, hey, it's a young lady who's on drugs who have twin daughters. Would you be interested in adopting them? Ah, And she did. And she adopted them. So God didn't give her children the way you normally have children. But God gave her children. You see where I'm going with this, y'all? Yes, we serve yes. an awesome and we serve a mighty God. And that's all I'm going to say because pastors already gave us the word today. The enemy trying to work. I looked down and it wasn't recording. But I got most of it, though. All
0: right. So
1: I got most of it. And I'm going to hurry up and post this. So all you mothers... A uh, uh monisa who is a is a different type mother you may not think so but i know you had those nieces sometime uh and you take care of them you are a mother in your own rights amen yeah. Amen. Yeah. amen so thank all you mothers out there who's now and gonna listen later So, Father God, we just thank you this morning, Father God. We give you all praise, honor, and glory, Father God. And we thank you for the women that you have put here to be mothers, whether they have children or not, Father God. We thank you because you have given them a hard task, not only having the children, but taking care of them. Like the pastor said, Father God, we know that you gave those mothers many eyes and many hands. And we just going to thank you for that this morning. We're going to give you praise, honor, and glory, Father God, for everything you have done, Father God, especially for creating mothers. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Praise God. We thank God for each one of you. Have a blessed day, whatever your plans are for today. Be blessed and be saved. And we'll see you next Next week, we have prayer tomorrow night at 7, and Wednesday, we have Bible study at 7, so please join us if the Lord needs you to.
1: Amen. All right, Bye. everybody, y'all have a Bye. good Bye. one. Bye. All right, hey, Bye. Callie Barry, I see you, Callie. That's Callie from my job, the KB on there. She, oh, she likes know. to be quiet. Welcome <laughs> Please come back there. All right, everybody, y'all be blessed. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. Be blessed. Be safe, everyone.